future. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. Well, as you saw, Tom Cruise already drew first blood last week with his Top Gun Maverick movie. Did you see it, by the way? I've the watched part of it. I've seen part okay. of it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to say how I saw part of it, but I saw parts of it. We'll, so we'll as you were way. in the movie theater already, mm-hmm. you swung by the theater that had Top Gun in it and stuck right. your head in to check it out to see if it's something you want to spend money on on another night. Yeah, they let me go in and just try a movie for the first 15 minutes. And if I like it, I, it's kind of like Netflix. I could go in for 15 minutes. If I don't like it, I can leave. If not, I will stay. It's like Costco, which is like a sample of this cheese. And then if you like it, you go buy the cheese. To me, it, it looked okay. I mean, mm-hmm. it was way over the top. I mean, just, you know, the music, the the sounds, the sights. I don't know. It It just looked like. It was full of itself from the beginning. I loved it. And let me tell you something. I, I didn't remember the first one. I need to go back and rewatch the first one. Because the thing I do remember, because obviously they're running the first Top Gun all over the place. You can find it everywhere right now. Mm. My boyfriend was watching it and I caught like one little scene. I was like, oh, this is so dated. Like it just didn't feel, I was like, uh, this is not going to be good. But the new Top Gun yeah, it's it did not feel dated. It was really they did a great job with it, and Tom Cruise looks amazing. I I, I don't even know the lighting or whatever. That dude looks great. It's not one of those movies I will go to the theater for. Yeah, let me ask you about that. First of all, you you should go to the movie to see it because the big screen you get to really see everything. It's it's definitely a big screen movie. It's not a small screen movie. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: I had said to my mom do you want to come? She's like, no, it's going to be crowded. I was like, yeah, but you get to see Top Gun before everybody else. She's like, why would you care about that? Like, why does that matter? Why why don't you just see it like next week or the week after or whenever it's, you know, whenever there's no one in the theater or wait till it comes on television. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a good enough answer for her as to why. I said, well, I'm in the entertainment industry. For me, I have to see stuff when it first comes out. She's like, yeah, but other than that, why would you go? So I was trying to explain to her, like, even when I was younger, that was the thing with my friends. Whatever movie was opening, we would go, we would try to go to the midnight movie on Thursday night, Mm -hmm. or if not, we would see it on Friday. Like, that was our weekend. She doesn't understand why you would want to go see a movie right when it opens and it's got all the crowds. Could you help me explain to her? I can't because (laughs) I feel the same way she does. I think I can wait a month and see it on my TV. There are people in my life who were dying to see Top Gun. Yeah. You know, were a big fan of the first one. I liked the first one. It was, I, I didn't uh-huh. base my life around it like a Star Wars or something like that. It was just an eye movie. And this one, just to me, it seems like a part two of an eye movie. But you know what was interesting about it? Because think about how old Top Gun is. It must be iconic for a certain generation, or they just like Tom Cruise and they just want to see what he's doing next. I I was really surprised. I thought it was going to be like a lot of old people there being like, oh, I want to see the new Top Gun. I remember this from when I was a kid. No, it was like, it was a wide variety, pretty young, actually. And I was kind of impressed. I was like, wow, I didn't realize Tom Cruise had such a young following. Well, I mean, my kids just saw Top Gun maybe a year ago. Right. Because I sat him down and said, I think this is an important movie to watch. Right. That's called good, good parenting. Right. So to my kids, 
the movie is only a year old, so they had right. to wait a year for the part two. <laughs> <I see. Okay. laughs> so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what age you are. It's still, like you said, they play it everywhere. Well, not only is that movie going to break records, if you remember Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, I forget which one, Worlds Away, Worlds Apart, yeah, whatever. Worlds, something, whatever. Um, that was the highest grossing movie of all time of Memorial Day weekend. It looks like Top Gun is going to beat it. In its first day, it made like $95 million, something crazy like that. Because people say it's actually a good movie. I, I, I couldn't sit through it. I wanted to watch 90 Day Fiance instead. So okay. I, I left the movie theater and came home and watched 90 Day Fiance. Well, Top Gun Maverick, just so you know, got 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, everyone is very cynical. Mm -hmm. So if it did well on Rotten Tomatoes, it's pretty good. So here are some other summer blockbuster movies that you might be waiting for. Or maybe not. Maybe you're Anthony. And you're going to wait till they come out on, <laughs> on the TV mm -hmm. or you're going to watch it <laughs> on your for 15 minutes. For 15 minutes on your fire stick. Um, are you interested in seeing Jurassic World Dominion? I wasn't interested after the first one. So, no, I could care less. Okay. There well, is a new dinosaur movie show something that is coming out. And it has what's-his-face from uh, that created Baby Yoda. Okay. John Favreau. So, okay. John Favreau is doing some dinosaur thing. I want to see that. Jurassic World could care less. Okay. Well, the thing about this Jurassic World that people are saying is really good. First of all, there's no reviews. They've embargoed all the reviews. So is it good? Is it not? We don't know. We have no idea. It comes out technically Friday, June 10th, but you know Thursday night, the 9th, everyone's going to try to go see it, people that are interested in it. So it's gonna. it has all your favorites in it. Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, all the usual suspects all back. This one is interesting. This one... The dinosaurs are roaming the earth freely and the humans are trying to preserve the delicate balance. So everybody's living together is how this this one opens. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's interesting about this one that people are either saying it's really cool or it's too woke is that this one is more female friendly. It really centers on the female characters and they are portrayed as being a lot stronger. Like if you go back and watch the first Jurassic Park movie versus this one you're going to see a very big difference in how women are portrayed and how they're treated. So there are a lot of people that are really all about this movie coming out because it shows women and men equal as opposed to women as the victim. Hey, save me, you know. It doesn't need to be any of that. It just needs to be about dinosaurs. Right. <laughs> it doesn't need to be about females or males. Make it about female dinosaurs. Well, okay. How about Lightyear? That's coming out Friday, June 17th mm -hmm. and if you're a toy story fan as i am i love all the toy story movies i've seen them all i don't even know how many times mm -hmm. i've watched them and i watch them again and if i have a like a rainy day i have nothing to do and mean girls isn't anywhere i can find it i will watch all the toy story movies so lightyear it's chris evans is playing buzz lightyear mm -hmm. and it's basically a prequel of sorts it kind of like how buzz became Buzz Lightyear, like how what inspired his action figure in the Toy Story films? Uh, on this show, you only can say Lightyear. You can't say the first name. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I don't like a certain person with that name. So, Mr. Lightyear, you can say. Well, Chris Evans, I'll call it, because Chris Evans is playing him. And, playing uh, who? 
Lightyear. Mr. Lightyear, yes. Mr. Lightyear, yeah. James Brolin is in it, and uh, uh, Taika Watiti and Kiki Palmer. It should be very interesting. Mm-hmm. The other movie everybody is super excited about for the summer, I don't, this, uh, I'm not a huge Baz Luhrmann fan to begin with. I didn't like Moulin Rouge. Most things that Baz Luhrmann did, I thought were corny and I wasn't into it. But everybody is talking about this movie, Elvis, where Tom Hanks is playing Colonel Tom Parker Mm -hmm. and Austin Butler is playing Elvis. And if you don't know who Austin Butler is, you've seen him. He's one of those like young actors who's done a ton of stuff. Like his IMDb page is full up. Plus, right now he's dating Kai Gerber. That's um, Cindy Crawford's daughter, who's the most beautiful woman on the planet. So, you know, he's this is this is Austin Butler's year. And people are saying that his impression of Elvis in this movie, he was Elvis. Like he was walking around and people were freaking out that it was like Elvis Presley come back to life. They sat down Elvis's ex-wife Priscilla and her friends and the people that knew Elvis and let them watch it months ago. Before they say Priscilla said it was amazing. Oh, wow. Okay. So they both everybody in the family gave it a thumbs up. And she was very moved by it. Well, it only has 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is normally pretty good. But from what people are saying, I feel like that should be higher. And I don't know. I don't have any connection to Elvis Presley. I don't even know if I can name an Elvis Presley song. Like, if you played something and said, this is Elvis Presley, I'd probably go, oh, yeah, I know this song. But Mm -hmm. I could not come up with an Elvis Presley song in my head now if I thought about it. Like, I just, I could care less about his life. But the day that that comes out, instead, I'll be going to see The Black Phone because that's Scott Derrickson who did Sinister. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's the horror film I've been waiting for. That looks actually really good. Yes, it really does. (laughs) Even Ethan Hawke in it. Like, even Ethan Ethan Hawke can't ruin it for me. Mm -hmm. So I only saw one preview. It looked really good. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The funny thing about Rotten Tomatoes is you bring that up. So Ray Liotta died last week. Yeah. So I sat my oldest down and I said, okay, time for your deflowering. You have to watch Goodfellas. Wait, your kids have not seen Goodfellas? No. What? Yeah. I mean, there's. I don't get it. Obi-Wan is on now on Disney. There's lots of things to watch. All right. So I said, it's time for you to watch Goodfellas. Now, Ray Liotta, he just died. And I said, this is the best movie ever made. And my son said, you say that about every movie. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it actually is the best movie ever made. And he's like, yeah, right. What does Rotten Tomatoes give it? <laughs> he gave back his, oh, 98%. Right. And and even people who are not fans of that genre say it's the best movie ever made. And and if you think about it, Ray Liotta was, was not famous then. He was sort of an up-and-comer. And he really, he was the star of it. And he stood his ground against some of the biggest names mm-hmm. in Hollywood. You know, I mean, uh, Robert De Niro and Joe, and, uh, Pesci. Joe Pesci. I mean, some of the biggest, most important actors in Hollywood starred in that movie, but there was Ray Liotta just keeping up with all of them. And in fact, one of my favorite scenes in Goodfellas, you know, I feel like that had one of the best soundtracks. Mm-hmm. I, I really love a good soundtrack. I went and I Googled like half the music in there and I ended up downloading that soundtrack. It was so good. There's the scene when he's in the car and he's trying to escape the FBI and the helicopters are, are going 
over his head mm. and he's trying to get away. And then this song comes on that I was like, it was the perfect song. It was everything about it was just like, oh my God, this is awesome. We can make each other happy. Oh, it's like, I don't even know. I can't even sing it, but you know, this <laughs> amazing song and it into the fire and, and Harry Nilsson. Mm-hmm. And I Googled it. And that's now to this day, like still one of my favorite songs. Cause I think about the scene where Ray Liotta is trying to escape from the FBI. That's how good a soundtrack it is. But it's funny that my kid says, you say that about, you know, every, every movie. movie, Bill and Ted, best movie ever made. No, no, actually this is <laughs> if we sat down and saw the godfather i would say this is the best movie ever made and then the goodfellas is better goodfellas is is this is on the it's same better. level so there's two more summer movies that people are really excited about that they're looking forward to and i agree with them these are two movies that i really want to see do you watch any of the despicable me movies no i can't with that I, but really yeah no <gasps> It's they're so funny. They're so clever. There's a lot of adult humor in it. It's not even though you think it's like an animated film, it really isn't. So but actually, it is. Well, no, it, it is, but it's it's not for it's for kids and it's not for kids at the same time. There's some there's some really beautiful scenes and beautiful stories in it. So Minions: The Rise of Gru is we've been waiting for this one. It's the second film focusing on. The actual, just the minions, mm. which is kind of cool. The the ones who work for Gru, Steve Carell, and this is like, this is this is going to be so cool because it's like how they help him become this supervillain. You know, Steve Carell is in it. Taraji P Henson, Michelle Yeoh, Reza. It's going to be really, really good. Like I've seen some of the trailers of this. It looks really funny. Mm. The other big movie that everybody is looking forward to. It's really a mystery. The only thing we know is the movie's called Nope. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this before. When Jordan Peele announced that he was going to be doing this movie called Nope, we were all like, well, what is it? What is it about? We still don't really know. We know it's a horror film. We know it's like a thriller slash horror. Jordan Peele, as you know, famously did Get Out. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's sort of in that same genre. It's starring... Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer again. That woman works like crazy. Um, Steven Yeun from uh, Walking Dead. Glenn. Glenn, yeah, yeah. Right. So he's starring in this. So here's what we know. Uh, We know that it centers on a California horse ranch where mysterious forces begin to terrorize the human and animal populations. That is literally all we know. And then we can see the trailer, not the trailer, but because it isn't really a trailer, but they're the poster for it. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the poster, there is a trailer, but it doesn't really reveal, reveal much. The poster looks like it might be about aliens. Oh, great. Another Cloverfield. At Hard the end, say. it's I mean, like, the, oh, it's an alien. Oh, dear God. Nope, won't be seeing that either. <laughs> it's called Nope. <laughs> there you go. Will you be seeing that? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'll wait. The, the, the second one will, will, should be, I'll wait till it comes out on cable. That's what it should be called. <laughs> Not right now. I don't want COVID. That'll be the third one. They're not freaks. They're people just like you and me. You're right. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. You guys suck. Let's say, uh, I don't know. It's been a long week, so... You could be dating at this point. I don't know. I haven't asked you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's the, that's the thing about my relationship. That's I think that's the good thing about having someone that's just your boyfriend and not your husband mm-hmm. is that 
you know, they could leave you at any time. So it's kind of, it forces you to have to be a good partner in the relationship because you know they can walk out the door at any time. The downside is that they can walk out the door at any time. Yeah, so I don't, I haven't <laughs> spoken to you before this, so it could have been one of those weeks where you are single. I don't know. <laughs> you never know with you two the level of fight that could have happened. Yeah, so far he's still in my life. So when it comes, I'm going to ask you a few questions about dating. Let's see if you're on the same wavelength as everybody else. Okay. When it comes to dating, you are looking for something casual, a relationship, you're open to anything, or you don't know yet. Ooh, I am always looking for a relationship. I used to say I'm looking for something casual, but that was a lie. I would lie. <laughs> you'd meet guys. Cause, listen, you don't want to meet a guy and be like, hi, I'm looking for a partner. I'm looking for a relationship, you know, from the very beginning. Because that's like, you can't predict that. You know what I mean? You got you got to know, you got to meet the person and see, do I want a relationship with them? Like, right. I don't just want a relationship because if I do that and I meet a guy who really wants a relationship, then I've sent the wrong message if I don't like the guy. So do I want a relationship with you is really the answer to that. I mean, ultimately, I, I'm always looking to be, as I call it, imbued. I like to have a boo. Mm -hmm. Well, 76% of people want a boo also. Yeah. So you're right there with everybody else. But everybody always hooks up. So that doesn't make any sense. But they all want a boo. Right. When it comes to their sign, does that matter to you? If they're Pisces, Aries. Oh, I was like, what do you mean sign? Yeah. No, of course. It's such I bullshit. <laughs> I can't. St I, I got to tell you, I have literally stopped being friends with people who have said things to me like, well, you know, Sagittarius. No, that is the dumbest thing on the planet. So you're telling me that everybody who was born between a certain time and a certain time have the same personality? Mm -hmm. it's, it's not one scientific shred of evidence that that's true. I'm sick of people going, oh, they need to be an asshole. What can I do? I'm a tourist. I can't date I, an Aries. I, I hate that. I cannot stand that because it is just such a cop-out for not wanting to claim a bad personality trait or making excuses for people. I'm sick of that. That's bullshit. Yeah, 84% of people agree with you. So that means 16% still care if you're an Aries or not. Well, 32% of people still support Donald Trump. Oh, okay. Good, good point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is a must-have in a dating profile? Hobbies and interests? Witty, prompt responses? Listing what they're looking for or their star sign? <laughs> no, I like a witty, prompt response. Yeah, witty. We like that. And hobbies and interests, number one. Well, here's the problem with that. I would normally say that, except for the fact that people put hobbies and interests on their profile that are not their hobbies or their interests. You know, somebody will put on there something they're into, and then you meet them and talk to them. Eh, I'm not really all that into them. I, mean, I did it in high school. Did I mean like I, I have found that that is a lot of that stuff is just to get attention. Occasionally, you'll get somebody that puts clever things, whether it's actual like a real hobby. Mm -hmm. um, I remember like at one point I was date when I was dating, there was a guy who put on there all these different like catamaran and surfing and all these beach sports, and he lived nowhere near a beach. <laughs> Like, when do you do that stuff? He's like, I don't know if I ever get to a beach. I'm like, how often is that? <laughs> wow. Don't put that down then. Put hiking. You can do right. that anywhere. Right. But, but put, put walking to the supermarket.
that is your hobby and riding a bike to the store. Those yeah, are your a, two hobbies. Yeah, riding a bike riding a bike to um, a doctor's appointment or walking to the supermarket, my two hobbies. So what happens when you get to the doctor's office and you have your bike? Do you bring it in? You leave it outside? No, you lock it up. It depends on the doctor. I have one doctor that I'm allowed to bring in my bicycle. Oh, of course and you then do. The other, the, uh, yeah, the other ones, I just lock it up outside. There's more than two? Doctors? No, forget it. Uh- <laughs> well, you know, like, like I have my regular doctor. I have a dentist. I have a dermatologist. You know, I get my Botox and stuff like that. You know, I'm very busy. There's three. You have your eye doctor. And my eye doctor that I have to go to every six your months or so doctor. since I have my retinal thing. Female. What else? Female. That's like, it's supposed to be once a year, but I always forget. Oh, so you skipped the female doctor. Yeah, I, 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 they'll send you an email and be like, hey, we haven't seen you in a year. Oh, really? I feel like I was just there. Huh, I thought you had to go to the female thing all the time. No, you're supposed to go once a year, and I just I blow it off. I'm like, oh, yeah, and then I, tr- I make an appointment, then I cancel it, then I make another one, then I cancel it, and then they're like, it's been two years. <laughs> you care about everything else on your body except that part. No, I could that care part, less you about don't my care vagina. about that part. I could care less about my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> What do you consider a dating profile red flag? All pics are group shots. Mm-hmm. Only one profile photo. Mm. Nothing written in their bio. Their profile isn't verified. Oh, I mean, all of those. I didn't know you could, your profile had to be verified. Well, no, verified meaning that, like, the company... So, when... Uh, like Tinder and Bumble, when when apps like that were first getting launched, anybody can go on there for any reason. And there was like some stalking and they had some real problems. So what they do now is they basically do like a little mini background check on you. They verify that you are who you say you are, basically. And probably send you a text and an email to, pr- to, yeah, your, to yeah, right, yeah. to protect themselves and to protect their, their users. Um, so, I mean, really all of the above. If it's a group shot, here here's the rule. If it's a group shot... The ugliest person in the group is the one whose profile pick it is. <laughs> okay, so that's not a big one. Only one profile photo. Is that a big, big no-no? I mean, what, it depends what it's of. Is it just a picture of him from the waist down? Because mm-hmm. then it's clear what he's looking for if he doesn't have his face in it. But if it's a professional headshot of some kind, why would you need more than one? And nothing written in their bio. Is that a big... That's a red flag. Nothing written in your bio is definitely a red flag. We'll click that one. Uh, And that's the number one. No, only one profile photo, number one, with 36%. Uh, Number two, nothing written in their bio is uh, 34%. Those are both red flags. Uh, Group photos, not a big thing. Profile isn't verified, 10%. Are you willing to do a long-distance relationship? Absolutely, nah, too much work, maybe for the right person. Depends for how long. We've discussed this before. I have done a long-term relationship, I mean, a long-distance relationship before. And at the time, I was really busy. I wasn't looking for anything serious, so it was perfect. He was in Belfast. I was here. A lot of phone sex, you know, that kind of thing. That was fine with me. Um, I don't feel that way anymore. So I feel like, yeah, that I wouldn't be into that now. Oh, really? So not too much work or maybe for the right person? No, 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 no. It's, it's a no way. It's a no go. It's a, it's a non-starter. 49% said maybe for the right person. 
Eh, how, how do you know if they're the right person if they're in another country? Exactly. What is your messaging style? Flirty emojis. Yeah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> using, <laughs> you, don't even have, you don't even have the emojis on your phone. No. You, you, using GIFs, on and off texting, or jumping straight to video chatting? Um, I don't know. I have fun. But initially... I like a gif. I like I like to when when people just gif each other back and forth. No, oh, so you're going. I, I like communicate. I like communicating through gifs. In fact, I do that on Twitter all the time. If somebody tweets something funny and I want to respond, I always respond via gif. I never say words. On and off texting, fifty-seven percent. Uh, it's too. It's too confrontational. Because <laughs> you don't know what they mean. Right. Uh, what- just send me the gif. I'll, I know. I can. I read gif very well. I figured that out. Uh, what's your go-to first date? Dinner and drinks, video chat, the movies, dancing, concert, something outdoorsy. You're something go- outdoorsy. Oh, really? I would have yeah. thought dinner and drinks are a concert for you. No. Okay. So here's the problem with dinner and drinks. Remember we had on our girlfriend who was like, if you're taking me out, you better be spending money on dinner and drinks. Mm. And she kind of convinced me that, you know, you want to see how cheap a guy is or whatever. And I didn't disagree with her except for the fact that if you don't like the guy, then you're stuck at dinner. Like you're stuck with him the whole time. I don't like that. If you're outdoors and you're doing like an outdoor thing, like a hike or I don't know, you're doing something outdoorsy, you can always just run away from him. (laughs) <laughs> Run away! <laughs> <laughs> Something outdoorsy. Uh, dinner and drinks, number one. Nah, not for me. Concert, 3%. And you know, the last concert I went to was Devo, and I watched it through your boyfriend's Facebook. <laughs> 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 he was so funny. So he got me a ticket. Uh, he got three tickets. We, he's got a friend who's really into Devo. So he got three tickets, one for me, one for her, and one for him. And I was like, I don't want to see Devo. So he had this other friend that was like, oh, man, dude, you guys are going to Devo? And I was like, that's who you take. Take Peter. <laughs> so the three of them went to Devo, and they had the best time. They go to a lot of concerts together, those three. Um, and they were like, this might be the last time we ever see Devo and Mark Mothers Bra together. Like, they were lamenting the whole thing i was like i i I know two songs no yeah and i i was watching it because he had it on facebook live so Uh i was watching it and i got through i don't know a half of one song and and said that's enough it's enough yeah (laughs) they were doing satisfaction and 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 i went nah okay okay Uh, this is fine the last concert i saw um i think it was j cole yeah, it was J. Cole at Barclays Center before COVID. So you haven't I've been, been... I haven't been to a concert since post-COVID. COVID, no. Mm-mm. How do you break it off with somebody when you're not feeling it? Do you ghost them? Do you text them? Video call? Tell them in person. No, I definitely text them. I don't ghost people because I think that's just... it's that's a, Okay, wait. Let me not say that. It depends how long you've been dating. If you had a date, you don't have to respond. You, you can just ghost them Mm. like one date you can ghost them but i feel like if you've had like a little bit of a conversation they kind of know you they have your number they know where you live that kind of stuff i think it's it's not rude to send a text and be like hey you're awesome not into it or i'm not feeling it or i met someone else or i'm moving to portugal whatever Mm. i think i I think it's rude not to text somebody you've had a couple of dates with it's tied 42 to 
percent to 42 percent to tell them in person and a text split right down the middle not in person you know i dated a guy for 18 months and we were really close like we had an intense relationship for 18 months and then he got into grad school in another city and i wasn't moving there and he wasn't asking me to move there so we basically decided to break up so he was like well let's go for coffee and somebody i was with for 18 months we went for coffee and he was like you know i just thought we should talk about it i'm like are you staying in town no so you're still moving to Georgetown or D.C., whatever the hell it was. Yeah. And I'm not coming with you. Yeah. So what is there to talk about? <laughs> and I got up and I left. I'm like, we already this, we decided this already. There's no reason, nothing to hash out here. This is over. We're done. Goodbye. So if I don't need to meet a guy I've been with for 18 months in person, I don't need to meet a guy that I've had four dates with in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and I'm wasting what time I have left. To be sitting here with you. Uh, I'm wasting time. I could be meeting somebody else. Right. (laughs) No, I figured it out this weekend. I have two million minutes left in my life. What do you mean? Two million. If I die in 20 years, I have two million minutes left. So every minute I spend doing something I don't want to do, it's, it's, I can't. Cutting into your, your minutes. Right. Now I have 1.9 million minutes left. Right, it's it's like a it's like a really bad cell phone deal <laughs> where you're using up your minutes, and it's always running out. So it's always running out. So yeah. why would I waste it on anything I don't want to do? Yeah, good point. I don't like girls. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. This is stupid. I gotta tell you about my Wednesday. It's so funny how things happen in the world and they affect like other people's lives. It's so weird. Like we've all been watching the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Maybe you haven't, but the mm. rest of us have and everyone's commenting on it and I was on uh my, my I've got that friend on Fox News. He does Fox Nation. I did an hour with him on the sh- on the trial. I did a documentary for the BBC. I was in a documentary for the BBC on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. And I started doing these segments from the very beginning of the trial for Sunrise 7, which is the Good Morning America of Australia. Mm. That's like the show. So Wednesday was the verdict. And my mom got us tickets to Funny Girl on Broadway, which is starring Beanie Feldstein, you know, uh, Jonah Hill's sister. Mm. So this is like the show. This and Music Man are like the two big shows on Broadway. So I'm excited. I go see the show with my mom, and it's a matinee. It starts at 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and they say, you know, oh, make sure you turn off your phone. Even though you think you turned it off, you didn't really turn it off. So I was like, all right, I'll turn my phone off. But before I do, let me just take a look, make sure there's nothing on my phone of interest. And sure enough, at exactly 2 o'clock, I start getting messages. The verdict is in. Mm-hmm. They're going to announce the verdict at 3 o'clock. And I start getting requests from the BBC and the Australian show Sunrise that I've been doing. Are you available? What time? Can you give us a comment? Can you jump on? And they give me all these different parameters. I'm like, you know what? I think I can make it through at least one, the first act of this show. (laughs) (laughs) So how Broadway shows work is you get how many acts? Uh, Well, it depends on the show. There are some shows that are three acts. Okay, so this is... Probably two. two, so you have uh, a halftime. 
Right, an intermission it's called. Oh, okay. So during halftime, you can pee, you can look on your phone, you can do certain things. Exactly. You can talk to your neighbor, you can have a snack, whatever you want. They mm-hmm. like they have a bar, they they want you to go to the bar and, you know, grab a beer or something and sit there for the second half with your beer. And it's not so if the show's 2 hours, it's not like the first hour and then it's the second hour. Sometimes what they do is an hour and a half and then the second half is 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. They do that a lot. Um, I don't know how long the show was because I left during intermission. So, and it's a great show. And Beanie Feldstein is fantastic as Fanny Bryce. You know, it's not its not one of my favorite shows, Funny Girl, but she's really, she is acting the hell out of this. I mean, she's amazing in this role. So I go to leave and there's a woman that I guess was going out for a smoke. So as you're leaving, there's a woman standing by the door. She's like, let me stamp you so you can get back in. The woman gets a stamp. I start to leave. I said, no, thanks. No stamp. I'm not coming back. Oh, in. no. And the woman turns around. The other woman, she goes, you're not going back for the second half. Because <laughs> <laughs> tickets aren't cheap. Right. And you're just taking off. Right. And she's assuming that I hate the show and that's why I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. You know? I said, I got to go to work. Like, it's like it's any of her business. She doesn't even know me. And she's like, how, why are you leaving? <laughs> then why did you come? To, if you knew you had to work at three, <laughs> then why would you come to a two o'clock show? Well, no, the first, see, originally the first hit was at 5, 10 p.m. Mm. The BBC asked for my comments via email. So I was sitting there typing like fucking crazy before the curtain went up. Like they're doing the overture and I'm sitting there just typing, typing, typing. So I, I got I got that statement into the BBC in time and I was like, ah, you know what? The intermission should be over around 3, 3.30. I can make it home for a quick shower and no problem. I could be at their studio. It's in my neighborhood. I could be there by 5.10, no problem. Mm-hmm. So I get off the train and I have all these messages on my phone from Sunrise Australia, from Sunrise 7. Like, can we FaceTime you now? The verdict just came in. We want you to jump on now. So do you have this with your FaceTime that it doesn't work when you're not in Wi-Fi? No. It drives me crazy. You can turn that off. I thought I did turn it off. But this keeps happening to me that that FaceTime does not work unless I'm in Wi-Fi. So they're like texting me. Are you okay? Is everything all right? Let's do Zoom. We've sent you a Zoom link. Where are you? Are you okay? (laughs) And I was like, I'm literally running from the train to my apartment. I'll be up there in a matter of seconds. So I jump up. I grab my laptop. I throw the camera in. I throw the mic in. I am sweating my ass off because it's... 100 degrees outside today. The humidity is really high. A storm is coming. I'm just, I'm literally sitting there dripping sweat. And then I made it just in time. And they're, and they're, they're announcing the verdict. The hosts are doing their little thing. Like, we're going to, now we throw to our U.S. broadcaster, Cooper Lawrence. I'm like, "Ah, hi, guys. So (laughs) here's what's going on. (laughs) Are you in their studio at this point or you? No, it's Zoom. I'm I'm in my apartment. Okay. I'm in my apartment, <laughs> sweating. I have no makeup on. Oh, um, great. My lighting was, I grabbed the-, the Flashlight. Ring, the ring light. No, the, no, it would be funnier. I should have grabbed a flashlight and been like- Under your chin. spooky. <laughs> it's a spooky verdict. <laughs> no, I grabbed my, my ring light real quick. And um, so I, I do my hit and everything's great. And I say my outrageous things. They love to get press off of the stupid shit that I say. And that's it. So I, I messaged my producer and I said, 
am I still on for 510? Mm-hmm. Because I know, I know how these shows work. They work like our morning radio show used to work. The people that listen at 6 a.m. are not still there at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. It's a different audience. Right. So I assumed that I'd be on for 510. Not a problem. Okay, no problem. So, yes, I'm on for 510. I thought, you know what? Um, now it's like 430. Let me bike over. So I bike over to the to their studios, which, again, not too far from my apartment, about six blocks. I get there in time. You're already my- sweating to death, though. I know, I know. I blew my hair out real quick, just the bangs, you know, so I didn't look too sweaty. And uh, and the lighting there is so good. You'd never know. Like, the lighting is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't tell that I was just sitting there just schwitzing like crazy. So I do my segment. It's great. We have fun. We have a good conversation. Um, Nat go, Natalie goes, uh, uh, Cooper Lawrence has been watching the case very closely. And I said, some would say too closely. <laughs> And uh, and so I get back on my bike and I open the door and it's pouring rain. Oh no! And you what have your bike. I, well, yeah, exactly. What choice do I have? I'm with, I'm there with Bikey. You know, poor Bikey doesn't like the rain. But what you know, what choice does she have? So I thought, you know what? Walking in the rain, I'll get wetter. Biking in the rain, I'll be home faster. So I bike home. <sighs> I'm drenched. Um. I take off my wet jacket that I my cute little jacket that I just wore on the camera and I hang it up and I take off my jewelry, you know, because now it's like sticking to me because of the rain. And I sit down and make a cup of coffee just to like give me a little perk. And I get a text. Hi, can you do a 630 hit <laughs> at the same studio or? Well, that's what I said. I said, do you want me to go back to the, <sighs> to the studio? Um, because they said you could do it by Zoom, but it never looks good by Zoom. They have a beautiful studio with lots of great lighting. I could get there. Mm-hmm. So I said, do you want me to go back to the studio? They're like, could you? I said, I can be there in 10 minutes. Oh, no. So I get, I blow out my bangs real quick. I put a big floppy hat on just to keep myself from the rain. I throw my wet jacket into a backpack, and I bike back over there. Why would you bike back over? Just take a cab. At that no, point, oh. you know it's raining. Dude, I'm not getting a cab in the rain in my neighborhood at, at, at 6.30 at night. Are you crazy? The, those cabs, the cabs don't exist at that time. Doesn't exist. No, that's not happening. And same thing with Uber. When you call Uber during rush hour, not only is it super expensive because they do the upcharge thing, mm. it's a 15-minute wait. So biking over there was really the quickest way. Is it still so raining I, at this point? Yes. Oh, great. Not as bad. Now, it's sort of like it now it's just drizzling. So I bike back over there, and the, the guy who runs the studio, thank God I caught him. The lights were off. He was walking out. I said, where are you going? He's like, I'm done for the day. I'm going home. I said, I got a 6.30 hit. He's like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes you in and checks his, Yeah, he goes in and checks his email. He's like, oh, man, I missed this email. I, he's like, you were literally seconds away from being stuck here with the little bikey. Mm-hmm. So he let me back in, and as I'm sitting there doing my hit, or before my hit, they give me a little bit of time, I check my Instagram, and I get a message from the Kyle and Jackie O show. No. Yeah, now remember, Sunrise 7 is the Good Morning America of Australia. It's huge. It's on in Sydney. It's on in Brisbane. It's on It's on in all the... It's not just Sydney. It's mm. on all over Australia. It is a huge show. 
So Kyle and Jackie O had seen my hits on the show and they had the producer call and say, you know, are you available to do the commentary? Show. Yeah, are you? Well, well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, do they know who I am? Like, do they do they not make the connection that I'm that Cooper Lawrence? I mean, they use my intro of me saying, we, we've played it on this show. Right. You know, of me going, this bitch is playing Candy Crush. Like, that's literally her intro. Mm-hmm. And yet they want to have me on to talk about the Depp verdict. So I write back to them and I was like, yeah, sure, I'm available. You know, I, I had one, I had the one more hit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he writes back and he says, listen, we missed the spot earlier, but um, can we do later in the show? What main points would you like to cover with us? So I send him like three or four talking points. And I said, I'm about to get back on on Sunrise 7. I'll message you when I'm done. So I did. He said, great, I'll chat the team now. Like, you know, would would you have me back on after all that? I mean, I hope they would because, you know, I love Jackie. You know, I've said before, like, she's, to me, she's like one of the yeah, It's a great show. It's, oh, it's a great, it's one of the few shows that you and I respect. It's a mm. great show. And, uh, you know, I was just, as they say, taking the piss. But um, I didn't know if I left on bad terms with them. I wasn't sure how we left things, especially because they used my, and this bitch, as part of their intro. So I didn't know if. I don't know if they were taking the piss. I wasn't sure. I didn't I didn't know who was taking whose piss. Yeah, I think it's easier to have somebody on that you've had on before and you're kind of familiar with them. So I think they would rather have you on than somebody. And they can give you a little bit of shit, too. Which I'd be fine with. Yeah, I would you're expect fine. It. Yeah, I would expect it. It'd be funny. And the crazy thing is, do you remember when you and I were doing this show as a syndicated show back in like 2006? seven, eight, those years. Mm-hmm. I used to do regular entertainment hits on their show. Remember, you used to make fun of them and say, like, do you have squirrel to squirrel? What do you say? Do kang- are kangaroos like squirrels there? Yeah, are all they your everywhere? Dumb questions? Do they just come in your yard and eat your bird feed? Right. So I was, I was doing entertainment segments for them back then because I had the books out and I was doing entertainment stuff, you know, all over the place anyway. Mm-hmm. But how crazy is that? I, and then I didn't, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't hear back because I, I was really curious to see like how they'd handle <laughs> having me on after all that. <laughs> I, I think at some point you're going to have to move to Australia. I, I, you're doing more media there than you are here. I think you, I think you need to move. You know what's crazy about that is there's an Australian television show that we watch regularly called Broken Wood mysteries it's like a murder show that we really love Mm. it's great and the one thing i noticed about both british and australian programming is they're not how do i put this like people look like regular people is the best way to put it you know no one's no one's on television having plastic surgery or botox or any of that people look like whatever they look like and there's some people on that show that just they look rough but they're stars or they're big parts of the show. They don't have the same, they, I mean, they love their celebrities and they love their models, but when it comes to television, like I noticed on, on a lot of the, the Australian television that I watch, um, they're just normal looking people. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful and they're great looking, and they're, but they're just normal looking. They're not, I, I hate that Americans, I, I hate that like, um, real housewifing of America that's been happening, that 
once you pass, once you're over 40, you need to have a certain amount of plastic surgery and wear a certain outfit and make sure you have your lashes. And I'm just, I'm really, it's it's really refreshing. I think I would do very well in Australia because they're they're not so caught up as we are in that really fake, phony, baloney, plastic looking yeah. woman they'll, thing. They'll take a Yankee pig any day. Yeah. So, yeah, they'll take a Yankee pig like me any day. <laughs> but the bad thing is, so you, you pack up your whole life, you move down under, and then mm. all the girls look like Margot Robbie. And you're like... Well, no, those are the ones that are in the films. But the regular TV people, they throw the Yankee pigs on there all the time. Yeah, Yankee pigs on TV all the time. Oh, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> you'd be great with that. Yes. So explain the verdict to me. Why Why did she get $2 million and he got fifteen? It, it, are they just going to subtract the two million from the fifteen? She only has to give him thirteen. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Well. Okay. So here's what happened. So the whole case was a defamation case, but they turned it into their attorneys turned it into an abuse case. They made it about who's abusing who. Mm. Um. What the jury found when when the jury came back a couple of days before the verdict. And they were asking specifically, is the defamation the title of the article versus the content of the article? That's what they wanted to know. It was basically who said bad things about whom. No, that was the whole thing. So so the title of Amber Heard's Washington Post piece that was at the heart of the defamation case was Amber Heard, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. Mm -hmm. So one of the questions that the jury asked was, are we considering the title or are we considering the content? That was the first question they asked. And when they asked that, you know me, I jumped on all over media and I said, this is, this is good, good for Johnny Depp. This says a lot. It means that they're considering that he was defamed. Mm -hmm. And I, at that point, I was like, he's winning. He's definitely going to win this case. So he did, he, he was the big winner. What they found was that he was completely defamed by the article. He was completely defamed by the content, contents of the article. She denied writing it. The jury found that she did write it. She claims that she didn't write it, they, that the Washington Post wrote it and threw her name on it, which is total bu bullshit, mm -hmm. total bullshit. Um, what was really interesting is that the jury found in his favor on a lot of the important defamation issues. And I think that they saw through her lies from the very beginning. A simple one. She said that she had to use this certain makeup palette in 2016 after he beat her. The company that makes the makeup palette went on their, their own TikTok page and they said, hi, this makeup palette wasn't invented and didn't come out till 2017. Right. You couldn't have used it in 2015. It didn't exist. So it was all these provable lies one after another. And she never took any responsibility for anything. She didn't say, listen, I, I wasn't, I was no angel. Hmm. You know, he did hit me. I hit him too, but he hit me worse. She didn't say that. She made it sound like she did nothing wrong. She was perfect. How dare you think otherwise? And he's a monster. The jury didn't believe that. You know, she also wasn't very likable. Mm. And this is what and that's what it came down to. But they did find that she also was defamed by his attorney, the original attorney. Mm. So in defending himself, 
the original attorney did defame her. So that's why. She, so it's like if you think of it like the case was he had 10 counts of defamation. And she had one. Mm-hmm. So that's why. And the reason he got $10 million, they decided to kind of split the baby there and say that he's partly responsible. They knew that he was making $20 million for the film that he claims to have lost. So they gave him $10 million of it. Mm-hmm. It, it. Does he get his life back now? Well, that's what's interesting about this. Does he get his life back? I mean, a lot of people, Sam Lefty, who is Britney Spears' ex-manager, mm-hmm. he tweeted something to the effect of, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but he said something to the effect of, um, Amber Heard's attorneys did something really great. They restored Johnny Depp's reputation. Right. So, well, it remains to be seen. Is he, he's not blacklisted in Hollywood. He proved his case, but, you know, is he still kryptonite will they still be afraid to put him in a film the thing that we did see that was really interesting and this is what i was all over tv saying on wednesday most of these trials when we see these celebrity trials there's a ton of paparazzi and a ton of media and you get a few fans who show up and hold signs or whatever this one was like the michael jackson case Mm. it was all fans the entire time The paparazzi and the media showed up for the verdict and they showed up for like the first day. But other than that, there were tons, I mean, hundreds. People were trying to get bracelets to, literally hundreds (laughs) of of fans were there. No, no, they they would give them, they gave out 150 bracelets a day to let them into the court. Like a club. Yeah, like a club, exactly, like a club, exactly. Um, And there were fights online over, you know, people who were standing in line over it. Like there were fights between them. And it was all Johnny Depp fans. There were no Amber Heard fans there. I don't think there are any anyway. Well, there don't seem to be. And the big indication of that is the hashtag I stand with Johnny Depp or justice for Johnny had 14 billion hits. The hashtag I stand with Amber Heard had 8 million. Mm. So that shows you right there. Um, so, okay, so in terms of fans, fan base and getting butts in the seats, people will go see the next Johnny Depp movie, no question. The problem is he admitted to drug and alcohol abuse. Mm-hmm. So even though he's sober for now, he still has to get insured. They still have to take out insurance on him. So when you do a major, major budget film, when you're spending $50 million on a film that you're hoping to make $200 million on or more, you have to ensure, you got to make sure the actors that are there are going to show up and they're right. not going to be high or drunk on set. Or die during making the movie because right. they overdosed. Right. So the fact that he revealed that information about himself might make some studios think twice. I.e. Disney. Right. Definitely Disney because Disney is squeaky clean. Right. So the two things I think, I think that this is the, the beginning of the end of cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think Johnny Depp is is canceled or getting canceled. He will work. It's a matter of who will hire him. And then once they do hire him, how will the film do? Once he works his way back into Hollywood, then he's back. Mm-hmm. So my guess is the seventh installment of Pirates that he's supposed to be in as Jack Sparrow. I'm guessing that they're going to wait. I'm thinking they're they're filming it now. They're getting producers and and finding a place to do it. But are they filming it with Johnny Depp or without him? with Johnny Depp. With Johnny Depp. Yeah, they're on the phone with him right now going, dude, sorry, show up to work Monday. 
We don't know where yet. We're building the boat. I hope that's the case, but it's definitely a risk getting into bed with him, especially if you're Disney, especially if you're putting in multi-millions of dollars. Remember, he's the defamation thing. He's saying that he lost work, mm. which he did. You know, they shot uh, beasts. What was that? Be- beautiful beasts or fabulous beasts or whatever it was. Mm. They shot that without him. Yeah, and pirates. That's a huge loss. So, right. He cl- he's claiming that, that he's not going to be in the next pirate. Yeah, so, he is now. Yeah. Well, we'll see is the answer to that. We'll, we'll see what will happen next. We interrupt this program. Are you listening? Do you hear it? It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. You've heard of this? Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Dear God, here we go. Back in the day, TV shows would come out in the fall. That's when you'd get all the good TV shows. In June, July, there was nothing on TV. Right. That's because we only had a couple of channels. You know, there was just channels on the regular TV. We didn't have streaming services. We didn't have Netflix. Mm-hmm. People didn't Netflix and chill. And the idea was that you were you were doing stuff for the summer and you weren't around to sit around and watch TV. You weren't in your regular schedule, whether you were working or whether you were, had kids. You know, so it was it was definitely hard to convince people to sit around all summer and watch television. And now because of COVID and all that, I think we're in our homes more. And I don't think that summer, fall seasons exist anymore because... It's it's not so much that. I think it's more the fact that you can I can watch Netflix on my phone at the beach. I can do both now. I, I don't have to be home watching TV or at the beach. I can be at the beach and I can pull up my phone. I can watch Stranger Things. Yeah. And if you don't want to watch it in June, you can watch it in... October. Right. If you want. But there are some big shows coming out in June, like now. So yeah, I have, like what? I have the top 10 shows that are coming out that you can get excited for. Uh, number 10, Evil Season 3. I, don't, I didn't watch the other two. I didn't seasons. either, but it looks good. So it's on Paramount Plus. It's called Evil. I oh, like that. that's why. It's on Paramount Plus. That's why I don't have Paramount Plus. All right. Then Rutherford Falls season two, but that's another one that comes out on Peacock. So we don't have that. No, I don't have Peacock either. Yeah. So I'm not excited about that. First Kill. This is coming out on Netflix. Oh. Based on a V.E. Schwab short story. Ooh. About a oh, teenage wow. vampire who needs to make her first kill. Yes. Oh, I'll be watching that. Oh, yeah. So that, that that's on Netflix. Go watch that. And then we have The Summer I Turned Pretty. That is number seven. That's coming out on Prime Video, which you can't relate to because... You, you no, have, I've never been yeah, pretty. No. I mean, is it based on a book? Is it like... What's the connection? Like, is there... Mm. Is it a comedy? What am I getting, what am I getting myself into here? Yeah, just watch it. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll just watch it. I'll You'll t- laugh, I'll cry, and yearn for the feeling of falling in love for the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you hate that already. Uh, yeah, number six should be number one, The Boys. I can't oh, wait. yeah. Yeah. Again, it's a great show with a terrible name. I don't understand. I still don't get why it's called The Boys. It's the worst title for a television show it's the worst title for a good television show, by the way. We love it. It is. And it's movie quality TV show. I mean, they make, what, 
six movies every season. I mean, right. such a great show. Uh, the CGI alone is just phenomenal. Love Victor season three. This is a Hulu show. <gasps> oh, I didn't know show. that was coming back. What? Love Victor's coming back? Yep. The, fir- <gasps> the third and final season is coming back. Okay. Okay. Good to know. So I figured you would like that. Never heard of it, so I figured you did. Uh, I do. Miss Marvel, number four. This is a Disney Plus. This is a Marvel thing. I, I could care less. Okay. But they say that's coming out. Peaky Blinders season six is coming back. Netflix, right? Netflix. So you're yeah. all happy about that because you love the first five. I, I love the first four. I didn't get a chance to watch the... Oh, did I watch the fifth season? Maybe I did. It's You know, the problem with a lot of these shows, especially the ones that have a lot of big stars in it, they're doing other stuff and movies and whatever, it's a lot of time between the last season and this. I think I saw season five. Now I've got to rewatch it before it comes back again. I did that mm-hmm. with Better Call Saul. I rewatched it. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. I love it. I know that they're shooting another Mrs. Maisel because... Bunch of friends of mine have gotten either parts in it. One of my friends is a stand-in for one of the actors in it. So Mrs. Maisel's coming back on Prime if you like that. Um, the Bosch Legacy, if you're a Bosch fan, mm-hmm. is currently running right now. And um, what else are we waiting for? Um, Number two on this list, Only Murders in the Building Season 2 is coming out. Yes, it is coming out. And again, I have a friend that's a stand-in on that, and he knows who the murderer is in this in this new season. I was like, do not tell me. <laughs> <laughs> was Michael Rappaport, Rappaport in the first season? No. Okay, he's in the second season. Hey, that's cool. Amy Schumer, Shirley MacLaine, Michael, they're all in this season. So, Oh, great. Okay. That's coming up. And number one on their list of shows that are coming up in June that you can get excited for, The Umbrella Academy Season 3. <gasps> no. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Wait. Is is Elliot Page in it? Uh, Trust me, Jessica Cornwall. I don't think so. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I thought you liked Could- the first two loved the first two wait so elliot page isn't coming back that's interesting who is uh justin cornwell okay uh jake epstein Mm -hmm, people i don't know oh all people you don't know yeah i think you don't know many people who are in this except for elliot page oh interesting okay excited for that was elliot page was he in the first he was one of the stars yeah he's one of the big yeah he's one of the main characters and when it comes to like Hulu and things like that. Do the ads bother you? Do the ads? What do you mean? Like, like commercials? I'm... Yeah. No. Uh-uh. No. They don't bother you at all? No, because, you know, it depends on the show. I mean, so, it's so funny because there's I watch so many different types of shows that I know who the audience is by the commercial. <laughs> like, like, I'll watch something and they'll be like, you know, a new flavor of gummy bears coming. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm obviously too old to watch this show because the show is for like 13 year olds. And then I'll see something else and they'll be like, uh, life alert. <laughs> for your grandma like oh i gotta stop watching life, this show right life now. alert saved my life 
And there's one guy, he keeps going, I was having a stroke and my boyfriend and I laugh our asses off because we think, you know, having, like he was having a stroke, like mm. he was stroking off, like he was <laughs> stroking himself. I was having a stroke. It's like, sir, that is TMI. That is TMI, sir. So, you know, and, and then I'll watch some shows and it'll be all stuff of like, you know, you're pregnant for the first time shit you need to know about your baby. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so at least this is a little more age appropriate for me. <laughs> and I'm not having babies, but still, at least I'm watching the right show. <laughs> 64% of people said, you know what? Throw commercials in. I would rather watch commercials than pay. 100%. See, I, I'm totally the opposite because I'm sitting there thinking, I got to sit through six commercials every stop set. Yeah, but the best thing about the commercials is they tell you how long. If you look in the upper right, upper the left hand corner, yeah, it's like it'll two say, minutes. So it's two minutes of my life. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. It tells you how long, so you can go to the bathroom, you can go to the kitchen, you can get on your phone, you can text somebody. Like you know how how much time you have. I love that. Yeah, sixty four percent of people are like you. They say, you know what? I'd rather not pay and watch commercials. And I'm Hundo P. Yeah, yep. I, I'm the uh, the opposite. I'm like no. And there's a whole commercial now where they show carrots. Have you seen this? Like, it's a couple carrots. Like, yeah, it's a couple with with carrots in a basket, and one is crooked. Okay. And they say we have this new medicine that un- uncrookeds the carrot. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's if you have Peroni's disease, if you have a, a penis. It's that a it whole goes. penis commercial done with carrots and penises that are that are going this way and that way and th- this way. I didn't realize that that was a problem. I dated one of those guys in, in, <laughs> I in college. That. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if, if it's if it's curved the right way, if it's curved up instead of down, yes, it's great. Yeah, I don't know why you would want to get rid of that, but yeah. I sat there for a whole minute and a half watching them skate around penis and and doing carrots. They didn't want to say the word penis. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, they just said if your carrot is going this way or that way or that way. So I. That's so immature. Just say the word penis. Jesus Christ! What are we for? It's on the CTV, so it's not like a network spot. You can say, "Does your dick go this way?" Yes. <laughs> Take this pill. Right. 